and welcome to Scale Your Sales podcast, listed in 2020 as number eight of 42 best podcasts for every sales professional. I am your host, Janice B. Gordon, the customer growth expert and author of Business Evolution, Creating Growth in a Rapidly Changing World. I created Scale Your Sales Framework to develop leading edge capabilities to secure, retain and grow key customer relationships for long-term value and partnership. Join me each week to learn from amazing B2B sales and business experts and influencers. Tune in for actionable insights and strategies. Are you ready to scale your sales? My next guest is Heidi Solomon Orlick. She is a award-winning BPO industry veteran with over 30 years of global sales and executive leadership experience. Heidi currently serves as VP of Global Sales for VXI Global Solutions, a $625 million multinational outsourcing company. She's also founder and CEO of Girls Who Sell and Girls Who Sell Empowerment Fund, which is a nonprofit organization. The Girls Who Sell companies are committed to closing the gender gap in B2B sales, to building the largest pipeline of diverse early stage talent, and to offering training, scholarships, mentoring, and career placement for college and high school age young women interested in a career in sales. It is my great pleasure to interview and welcome to Scale Your Sales podcast, Heidi Solomon Orlick. Oh my goodness, Janice, that was such a nice introduction. Thank you so much for having me. It's wonderful and there's so much that we need to to, uh, get into. But first of all, let me ask you more about your really your inspiration to setting up Girls Who Sell? Yeah, um, that's a great question. So uh, as you mentioned, I've been a uh, 30-plus year uh, business-to-business sales veteran. Um, I guess I'm showing my age (laughs) a bit. Um, But um, And I've always um, been somebody who um, was focused on mentoring and sponsoring and training young women. Um, I've been passionate um, about trying to build the next generation of B2B leaders because, frankly, when I started in sales 30 years ago, um, it was incredibly male-dominated. I was frequently the only woman at the table. Um, There weren't a lot of female mentors, some, and I've had a few great ones, and I've had a few great male mentors along the way as I've um, progressed on my own leadership journey. But um, I've, you know, I always really wanted to support other women as they began to think about a career in sales. Um, But, you know, fast forward 30 years, and um, I, uh, you know, I was, I had come across a, uh, an article that, a Harvard Business Review article, actually. Um, anybody can look it up. It's called Why Women Are the Future of B2B Sales. And, and so the first uh, thing that struck me is why the future, right? Like um, I knew so many fabulous women um, that were in B2B sales and I had been in B2B for a long time. 
So I started to really peel back the onion on that and, and realize that women were still incredibly underrepresented in sales. Uh, women in general uh, only represent about 35% uh, of um, individuals who are in complex, high-value B2B sales. And then once you start overlaying other kinds of statistics, like women in leadership or uh, you know, women in certain industry sectors like tech sales um, or um, any kind of diversity statistics like women of color, the, the numbers just get progressively more dismal. And yet women have the innate skill set um, and personality traits to be successful in sales. And that's what the article spoke about. Um, and we're better at it, right? Like we outproduce our male counterparts. So if we, you know, if we have the, the skill sets and we're better at it, why are more women not in, you know, in sales? And so Girls Who Sell was born and, um, you know, that's really my life's mission uh, is to try to cl close the gender gap and, and move the, the needle so that we can get more diverse representation. So why focusing at the kind of college level, the entry level? Yeah, um, so as I started to do the research um, on um, the launch and, uh, you know, I realized that there were a lot of great companies uh, doing work with women who were already in sales, right? So they were, you know, they were in B2B sales, wanted to pivot to sales leadership or, you know, whatever. There were training, you know, there were a lot of training organizations and, and other companies that were supporting this. What I continue to hear over and over again, as I spoke to corporations and as I spoke to women who were in sales were a couple of things, Janet. One was um, women just fell into sales, right? Like sales was not necessarily an intentional career choice. Um, and so they, they fell into sales and I was like, how do we solve for that, right? How do we begin to make B2B sales as an intentional career choice and begin to dispel some of the myths and misconceptions about what sales really is and why sales is a great career uh, for women. So that was, that was the first thing. Second thing is, as I was speaking with men, you know, companies in a wide range of companies from you know, small organizations to Fortune 50 organizations, there's a huge pipeline issue, right? And so um, while an organization may have a commitment towards diversity hiring and diversity, equity, and inclusion, they're really having a hard time sourcing qualified candidates. And so I thought, how do we, you know, I began to think, how do we solve for the pipeline issue? So that was the second thing. And then the third thing is, is I feel like youth are our future, right? There's so much work that's being done around STEM, which is fabulous, right? Amazing. But why couldn't we do the same thing that's happening in STEM for individuals that may not want a career in STEM? Maybe they want to sell for those technology companies or those engineering companies. So I set out to kind of do the same thing. So plus, I love just working with you. They're, they're our future, right? So selfishly, totally selfishly, I love working with, with high school and college age 
women who are going through such an important time in their lives, really trying to figure out what their career path is. And so if I can, you know, influence that in, um, in a positive way, even if they self-select out of sales and decide that sales is not for them, it, that's fine too. But sales is a life skill. So regardless of whether you end up in a career in sales or not, you will always learn. You will always use what you learn. I think you're absolutely right. And it's such an interesting um, area in that anyone that works in sales, if it may be a transition to somewhere else, but actually mm-hmm. the ability and the skills that you pick up are business skills. It's many people leave um, a school, college, and they don't understand the business world. And the business world is the world you live in. You know, it's how the economic system works. And not understanding that, having that kind of missing piece is, is, is critical, absolutely critical to progressing it in your career and, and, and work and understanding how that system works. So I think it's a great way to inspire people into the business world, even if they don't end up um, long term in, in sales, just understanding that. So I think it's a great starting point. Yeah, what's interesting is, and and I wish I had the numbers handy, but I'll, um, but maybe we can put them in the notes. But I actually just spoke at a conference recently um, and hosted a facilitated a panel on uh, that was called "From Sales to the C-Suite" because actually, um, sales, a career in sales, is second to finance in terms of the career path of women who are in the C-suite today. And then if you look at entrepreneurship, a lot of women, and I don't have the exact percentage handy, but a lot of women have come up through um, sales. Because but what better way to learn everything about a company and about a company's um, you know, culture and their customers I mean, sales is the lifeblood of a of a organization. Without it, a company is not going to survive. So um, you're right. I mean, I think it's the I think you know not only does it provide a, a host of great things like financial independence and um, you know the ability to sort of um, own your own career. You're kind of CEO of 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 your own of your own um, of your own career but you also have the ability to career path up to other executive roles if you choose to. You might not, but if you do, sales is is a gateway. It's interesting how women um, in corporations were often pushed into being HR, you know, into the HR field, maybe a bit of marketing, but not in what so-called serious functions that will move them up into C-suite. And then the other thing is about sales. You're absolutely right. You're, you're um, CEO of your, your own career path. But it gives you that level of independence as, as well. So personally, you, you know, you're CEO of your own um, personal life because you have quite, can have quite a, a lucrative um, career path. And it gives you so many more options to actually choose where you want to go and what you want to do when you actually have the finances and your independence. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and I don't want anybody listening, you know, to get the impression that sales is easy, right? Because it's not. Um, you know, you have a quota and, and there's a lot of rejection and, you know, it, it's, it's not necessarily an easy task, but that's also why salespeople tend to make the most money <laughs> in the company, right? Um, we're, you know, well compensated. And, um, you know, I, I want to kind of reel back to, you know, dispelling some of the myths, because I think this conversation does play in, I, you know, I think that there's a real negative perception on sales that you have to be, um, you know, some kind of used car salesman or, um, you know, Wolf of Wall Street type, type person. And actually, sales has really evolved, you know, over time. And I think, you know, women in particular, leveraging their innate traits and their and and being authentic to themselves as women, um, their ability to build relationships and solve problems and attention to detail and um, and nurture and you know and I don't I'm not trying to put anybody into any kind of stereotype or box, but th- but frankly, you know, those are the you know some of the innate skill sets of women um, are are what's important, and I think you know, B2B sales has really evolved over, over time. So it's, it's just time to, to put those myths and misconceptions into a box and, and uh, reposition, reposition sales. Yeah. And would you agree? Yeah, no, I'd absolutely agree. I think that the way that um, uh, B2B sales is evolving, like it's a global business so much of it the information that our buyers gather is online and so i think there's two aspects that are have to be in growth if you're if the organized sales organization one is that you've got to get gender parity within your sales Mm -hmm. team and two because of the global aspect you have to get diversity within your and not just the token I always say to organizations, you know, whether it's in every level of management, leadership, C-suite, you need three. Three is your number, not token one, because that's how they kind of, it works well together in terms of building a consensus and having enough, a, a strong enough voice and power. So you need to get, you know, enough of a critical mass at all levels with that kind of diversity and more go, going forward. Um, yeah. So I absolutely um, a- agree with you. But I'd like to find out more about your training program, Explore Sales. I know that you're working on that and that's launching in October. So tell yeah. me about um, what's the impetus behind that and how it's going to be, be, be launched. Yeah, so the hashtag Explore Sales program is the first of a series of trainings that we're going to be launching under the Girls Who Sell umbrella, and um, and and it's pretty much exactly what the name says. It's trying to um, position sales as a viable and intentional career choice for young women. So in the training. We talk about, um, you know, what it, why sales, first of all, what is B2B sales? What are the career options in B2B sales? What are, um, um, you know, what 
um, why are women good at sales, right? Yeah, you know, um, and then we began to begin to build back the onion on these personality traits because I was super intrigued as I was um, interviewing a lot of young women as we were launching Girls Who Sell and I talked to hundreds of women all, all you know, I've talked to hundreds of women, literally. Um, one of the things that I heard over and over again from high school age and college age women were that, mm, you know, I'm not, sales is not for me, right? Because I don't have the personality for it. You know, they might say, oh, you know, I'm shy or I'm introverted or I'm analytic, I'm analytic or, or I'm an extrovert, you know, in the life of the party. It, it, it's a wide range, right? But to me, I think that there's a place for every single person to be successful in sales. And whatever that innate trait is, whatever your, your traits, and I understand that people are complex, right? That we, can't, we don't fit in any single box. Um, but whatever your, your authentic and your innate personality is, that's your superpower. And so what we do in this training is we've created to start six personality archetypes, sales personality archetypes. It's not a, you know, personality assessment. It's not, you know, but I, but I worked with a, a group and some psychologists and things to really begin to understand what are some of the traits that, um, that, um, that can be leveraged to be successful in sales. So we have, for example, the art, the activist, the creative, the thinker, the rock star, um, the listener, um, the driver. Um, so we've created these kind of personality archetypes and we begin to position, you, you can take this Girls Who Sell personality quiz, um, identify what your key strengths are, and then we begin to educate um, women on how they can leverage the strengths to be successful in a career in sales. And at the end of the training, my hope is either they is, you know, one of two things, right? Um, they either go through it and say, sales seems pretty cool, right? It's something different than I ever expected it to be. Yeah, this could be something that I could really get into. I want to learn more. And then that would um, enable them to, you know, step up and, and take the additional training programs that we're developing. Or they may say, you know what, I'm not sure sales is, is, is right for me. Um, and they may self-select out, but, um, but I'm glad I, you know, but I'm glad I learned more. Yeah. Um, at least they're making informed decisions um, about a very important, very viable career career option that is not positioned in um, in high schools and colleges almost at all. Yeah, yeah. So in October, you're doing the beta testing, and then you're accepting um, people to sign up for it. Um, is is that right? That's what's happening. Yeah. So we're going to be doing um, a, a beta test of about ten to twelve uh, young women. Um, starting in, in October, um, just to get some feedback on the curriculum so that we can make any potential adjustments. And then we'll roll it out. So in October, maybe even mid-September, we'll start uh, taking applications for 
um, our second and third uh, cohort um, that will be, be signing up. And my goal is to begin to um, develop a, um, a pipeline of candidates. So um, partner with um, corporate sponsors, um, do career placement, even if it's starting in internships in some of these companies, um, but begin to, um, you know, to, to, to develop this, this pipeline and begin to solve for um, the pipeline issue that we talked about earlier. And the, the, the young people in the pipeline, they're so much more informed and clearer about exactly where they want to go. So it's easier for organizations to identify, you know, they want this type of archetype for this type of position and sounds perfect. You know, I look forward to, you know, kind of um, seeing how that all progresses, but we'll definitely put them links in, in the show notes. Um, you know, for people that are interested in doing that. So I'd like to find out a bit more about you and your sales career. You're obviously really passionate about, um, about this and have mentored lots of, of, of people coming up in your career, but you're very successful in your own right. <laughs> so talk, talk to me about VX Global Solutions, delivering yes, exceptional customer experience and customer care there to world-leading brands. How does that all, all work? Yeah, so VXI is um, is what's called a business process outsourcing company. For those who might not know, uh, we work primarily with um, Fortune 500 companies who look to outsource their um, customer service, um, their tech support, their sales, and there's I consider it more of a technology, complex technology sale as well, um, only because there are a lot of enabling technologies that we bring to the table um, to help um, drive exceptional customer experience, right? Um, and, you know, we're one of many competitors out there that, um, that work with organizations, but it's my job um, to uh, forge relationships with uh, prospects in um, certain industry sectors, right, that fit our ideal client profile. And, you know, we consider these more new logo accounts. So I, I guess for lack of a, a better term, I'm a hunter uh, versus, a, <laughs> versus a farmer. So um, I, I reel in and, and bring in the, new, the the new deals and then transition that over to a very capable um, client services team who then um, grows and expands the relationship with those clients based on, you know, us earning the right every day through performance to, to grow their business, right? Because you can only grow, grow with a client if you're performing. But for me, it's really, you know, it, um, it, the way that I approach um, new customers is really based on uh, trying to build trust and build relationships. And um, my focus is always on trying to create solutions that are going to solve for my clients or prospects business challenges and if I'm not able to do that then 
I'll opt out, right? I will. I will if I'm not able to, you know, to 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 deliver uh, on their objective. And so I, I've been very successful at it. I mean, over the 30 years, I've probably closed well over a billion dollars in sales for for um, other companies. But probably even more important to to me personally than um, generating the revenue that I've closed over the years um, is I've literally um, generated thousands of jobs for individuals around around the world. I mean, I've been done business not only in the US, but in India and Egypt and South Africa and Tunisia and Morocco and all through Caribbean Latin America and, and Philippines and everywhere. You name a country, I've pretty much done um, work in that organization, which or in that country, which for me is sort of a cool part of my job because I love, I love diversity. I love learning about different cultures. Um, I love working um, with people from all over the world. Um, but what I love more is being able to create job opportunities because the downstream effect of that um, on their families and on the economy is immeasurable. So, you know, I sometimes say, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know that, you know, what I'm doing is not brain surgery, right? Like, um, cause I used to think, ah, you know, am I doing enough, you know, not changing the world, am I? Um, but, you know, but then when I step back and think about it, I'm like, maybe I am in my own little way, right? By creating thousands of jobs for, for people around the world. So that's what I, that's what I do. And those and those individuals, you know, help move the needle for the companies that they that they represent. I think that's a really interesting perspective. Um, talking about in sales, actually, what you do is creating jobs, creating livelihoods, infected. And I think that must be part of your your passion dynamic. That's the thing. One of the things that drive you. And I think it's really important. And women do this. I've, I've interviewed a lot of women, over 50% on the Scale Yourselves podcast, which is our goal. And they often have a driving um, purpose. It's, you know, so sales is the re is the conduit to get to that driving purpose. And I've, I've discovered that a lot with women. That's, that's the thing that gets them up every day doing what they're, they're doing. And I think that is it's it's um it's it's massive it's 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 why they love doing what they do and it's not about the numbers but I think I read in in your briefing the numbers will come if you love what you do and you do a really good service for your customer and it's interesting you also mentioned about you will you know count yourself out if you cannot meet their objective so what is it you why do you think more why isn't it that more sales organization doesn't have that as part of their ingrained methodology of the way they do things around here as opposed to show me the numbers because wall street and you know they have to deliver to wall street right and and at the end of the day it's all about you know generating revenue and making a profit and um 
I guess, you know, there, there are, there are job reports and things, but I don't know that individuals, you know, or CEOs of companies are necessarily held as accountable for creating job opportunities as they are uh, making people money. Right. Um, and so there's probably just a breakdown. I, I mean, maybe that's a terrible thing to say, but I, I, I do think that's what the focus is. And and don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm pretty competitive. Like, I, um, I don't think in my 31 years of sales, I think there's maybe been a year um, that I that I didn't make my number. Maybe. And I probably came pretty darn close. Um, even in the middle of the pandemic, right? I, uh, you know, outperform my goal. So there is that part of me that, you know, is, is competitive and is, is driven, but it's not, it's, it's an internal thing. I can't explain it. It's like, I have to, you know, I want to do this because um, I want to be, I want to be successful. Um, But you're right. I mean, I think that if you do, and I said it in the briefing, right? If you if you do the right thing for your company and you do the right thing for your client or prospect and you do the right thing for your family and the right thing for your community, um, the numbers will come. Anyone that leads, any salesperson that is hyper-focused on quota, um, they'll fail. They will fail and a client or prospect will smell it from a million miles away because um, they're not coming from a place of integrity. They're not coming from, you know, I want to do the right thing and create the, you know, a solution that's going to work for you and help solve your business challenge. Um, They're coming around. I got, I got a number to meet this quarter and, you know, I mean, listen, I've known companies that have gone and they're like, Hey, you know, we gotta we gotta close some business this quarter. We're gonna give you a pilot for free. Yeah. You know, as long as you promise to roll out. I I just don't. I'm not about those playing those games, right? Like, um, because what happens afterwards? Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I just I've never I've never put number my numbers first. Mm. Um, and and somehow it it worked. You know, it all works out. Because I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. And I think that's a great, great place to to leave it. It's always do the right, right thing. So right. Um, Heidi, how can listeners get hold of you? Uh, so uh, the best way, I guess, is um, you can always go on the Girls Who Sell website um, and go to our info, um, info at girlswhosell.com if you want to learn more about our company and our training programs and our new nonprofit that we just launched, which is going to be providing scholarships um, to young women in underserved and underrepresented communities. Um, you can also just reach me directly at Heidi at uh, girlswhosell.com. Uh, and uh, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm very accessible. And uh, yeah, follow us on social. You find girls who sell. That's girls with a Z, by the way, G-I-R-L-Z. Yeah. Excellent. Well, it's it's always a pleasure uh, talking to you. So 
passionate and I love the experience and what you're doing in creating a legacy, you know, for other women to to come out and really leverage, you know, the benefit of, of your experience and, and mentoring through this whole organization. So thank you so much for being a guest on Scale Yourselves podcast, Heidi. Oh, thank you for having me, Janice. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Scale Your Sales. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter, Janice B. Gordon, to comment and share. I'd love it if you would leave a review on ratethispodcast.com slash scale your sales. Please subscribe for more weekly expert insights to scale your sales.